know that the anointing has an assignment. I'll say it again. For some of you, you may not understand, but I'm going to try to make it crystallized by the time we finish. But the anointing is assigned for a reason. And it is assigned for a purpose that has been confused, a, a purpose that has been mutated by religious people seeking power. The anointing is not to make you grandiose. Uh, the anointing is not to, to make you the focus and the attention. When you hear people saying that I'm anointed by God, that, 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 that's a proclamation trying to get attention. Because you don't have to declare it, it speaks for itself. Oh yes it does. You don't have to declare that you're anointed when you carry it. Because that anointing is empowered and empowers you. But the anointing is not for you to grandstand. The anointing is for you for someone else. Anybody here? The anointing is for you and for somebody else. It serves dual purpose. And you got to understand that when God has assigned the anointing, it is specifically for you. Now there is, in, in, in theological terms, there's a logos and then there's a rhema. There's a word that is general for everyone. And then there's a rhema that is specific to individuals. Hello. Well, this is, this is going to be a rhema anointing that is going to be specific for those who are ready and understand that it is not to stand up and declare your glory, but it is so that people can be free. <laughs> I told them today the anointing is not just for the pulpit. The anointing is not just for the pulpiteer. The anointing is not just for the bishop. The anointing is not just for the pastor. But the anointing is on the pastor, the bishop, the leader, for the people. It is not on him for him solely, but it is on him for the people. I don't hear anybody here. And the people have got to understand and value and desire that anointing. As Elisha did with Elijah, so the people have got to see the anointed, see the anointing, value it, desire it, and be responsible for it. Because the anointing brings on responsibility. You, you, you got to live holy. You got to live righteously. This is not a Samson day. You don't just shake yourself and the anointing comes on you. No, 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 no. Your life has got to prescribe that anointing. I, I don't hear anybody. You don't just shake yourself and the power come on you and then you can go do any damnable thing you want to do. Not so. The anointing de demands a holy life. The anointing demands a holy life. Just because people are charismatic doesn't mean that they're anointed. Just because people can move you doesn't mean that it's the power of God. Just because you can feel something when somebody gets up doesn't mean that that's the anointing. Yeah. 
We play to people's emotions too much in the pulpit. We play to people's emotions too much and we don't inform them that the anointing is for them. We don't, we don't inform them. But I want you to know today that any anointing that you see on me or any man or woman that God puts in your life is for you. reason why the Bible says touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm is not because they're so special but it's because they're carrying something for the people it's because they're carrying something so you can't harm them because they have an assignment to pass that anointing on and that word on to the people are you hearing me and that's not just for the pulpit that's for the pew as well can I, I'm sorry, my, my preamble is too long. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the 10th chapter. You know this scripture very well. It says, and it shall come to pass in that day. In that day it shall come to pass that the enemy's burden shall be taken away from off of your shoulders. And the enemy's yoke shall be taken from off of your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. And the yoke shall be broken. And the yoke shall be broken. And the yoke shall be broken. Destroyed. Destroyed. Rendered inoperable. I told them before that if it's broken, see, we make these phrases and we take the scriptures out of its context and we. We take away the potency when we add our own little slant to it. The London breaks the yoke. The Bible ain't never said that. That was somebody who didn't understand the scriptures. And it caught on. The London breaks the yoke. No, because what's broken can be repaired. That yoke, that if it's broken, it can be repaired and put back on you. But when God liberates you, when the anointing is from God, it makes it so that that yoke can never be used again. Somebody holler, never again. I want you to holler like you really mean it, never again. And you understand what that means. That means whatever it was in the past, whatever was passed down to you, it will never be used again. It won't be used on me, my children, my children's children. It won't be used on my grandmother, my grandfather. It's done. It's over. I am the end of the generational curse. And I am the beginning of the generational blessings for the anointing destroys the yoke. What this scripture is dealing with in Isaiah 10, it deals with the bondage of the children of Israel, the bondage of God's people to an enemy. And what happened was the enemy takes them in and the enemy, in order to immobilize them, would put a, a brace around their neck and put a shoulder bar and the brace attached to the shoulder bar and they would tighten it. It was a wooden shoulder bar and it held them held them captive for they were subjugated 
They were made prisoners and slaves. The enemy captured them. And the enemy bound them. And the yoke was heavy. But the anointing, the oil, if you put oil on that yoke, it will make it so that the yoke can't hold them. It will destroy the wood. It will loosen the bolts. And you can't repair the wood after it's been saturated. Uh, Y'all not hearing me. You can't repair the wood after it's been saturated and the oil's gone down into the fabric. Y'all don't hear me. It loosens the wood. It makes it breakable. It makes it easy to break out of. And once it's broken, it can never be used again. Destroyed. The anointing has an assignment. I'm trying to get through this thing. The anointing has an assignment. It's been given a purpose by God. Hallelujah. And that anointing on your life is to free you first. Remember I said it's two, 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 it's got a double reason. It's to free you first. Free you from everything you walked into this relationship with God with. To free you from your past. To free you from your pain. To free you from your struggle. To free you from your addiction. To free you from your bondage. To free you from your fear. I'm trying to get through to you. God has anointed just as it was in the natural to destroy the natural physical yoke, so in the spirit to destroy that spiritual, emotional, mental yoke so that you can be whole, body, soul, and spirit. I don't hear anybody here. For the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, we Christians walk around with too much on us. To have such a liberating God, we're still too bound. To have a God of such freedom, we still carry too much weight. Christians committing suicide. Christians losing their minds. Christians buckling under the weight of. I don't hear anybody. We carry too much to have such a liberating God. And I want you to know something. He hasn't failed and his power hasn't weakened. Our faith has. God hasn't lost anything in the 21st century. No, we've lost our faith in many regards. Oh, God help me here. But we've got to get back to the point where we value the anointing. We've got to get back to the point where we have a desire for the anointing. Not to be pompous, but to be servants. We've got to get back to the point where the anointing means something. And that we're not satisfied if the anointing is not there. Yeah, we've got to make sure that we don't ascribe the anointing to dead vessels. Uh, don't, I don't hear anybody here. Just because you're popular doesn't mean you're anointed. 
Just because you got a name doesn't mean you're anointed. Just because you got a position doesn't mean you're anointed. I don't hear anybody here. You can get another Bohosha. You can get a position by an election. You can get a position by somebody's favor. But you can't get the anointing that way. That anointing comes from God. And it comes where his word lies. For God's anointing rests on his word. Fire! I feel this thing today. The anointing rests on the word. And that anointing has an assignment. The anointing won't just flow anywhere. The anointing will only flow to where it's assigned. To a vessel that's been prepared. I told you, this, it's not just for the pulpit, but the anointing works in your car at 1 a.m. in the morning. Oh. The anointing works in the bathroom when you wake up, when you look in the mirror. Anybody ever take a step in your house and all of a sudden the anointing just fall on you? And anybody? I've been walking, minding my own business and run right into the anointing wind up crying and laying out my face and speaking in tongues and overwhelmed by the anointing of God not even expecting it but receiving it I don't hear anybody here oh, I'm, I'm trying to get through this thing the anointing has the anointing has an assignment hallelujah when the anointing flows, it flows on purpose. And I, I continuously remind you with the teachings of Bishop Winans is that if the anointing is genuine, it is two things. It is tangible. It, it, it is tangible. And it is transferable. Anybody remember? It is tangible and it is transferable. The anubata, if it's real, if, it re, if it's real, it is literally tangible. You can feel it. You don't know more, shot. It is so tangible that it will destroy the thing that's holding you. It is more tangible than your yoke itself. The anointing is more real than the bondage that holds you. The anointing is more powerful than the brace around your neck. God's anointing is so tangible, it can destroy asunder. Destroy asunder the yoke of bondage. It can destroy asunder the yoke of fear. It can destroy asunder the yoke of financial poverty. It can destroy asunder the yoke of sickness and disease. It can destroy asunder the yoke of insecurity. It can destroy asunder. I'm talking to somebody here. The Christian need not walk around with the yoke of bondage. Christian 
need not walk around with the yoke of bondage. I told you earlier in the worship, the Bible gives us assurance that the enemy is going to come. The Bible tells us the enemy is going to try to overtake us. He's going to hit us in multiple ways. But I dare not stop there and give the glory to the enemy. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, when the enemy comes in like a raging flood, when the enemy tries to overwhelm us and hit us in every direction like a tsunami, like a typhoon y'all don't hear me when the enemy comes in like a raging flood God steps in between takes out his flag puts it in the ground and says you can hit anything else but this property belongs to me I don't hear anybody this property belongs to me and the enemy has no territorial claim the enemy cannot claim this territory my body belongs to God old folk used to sing my body belongs to God my body belongs to God my body belongs to God my whole body belongs to God My hands and my feet belong to God. My heart and my mind belong to God. My whole body. My whole body. My body. My whole body. My whole body. My whole body. I'm sorry. I belong to God. And if I walk with the Lord, if I walk with God, the anointing is promised to me. Not one of his true, true children walk without the anointing. Not one of his true, true children walk without the promise of the anointing of God. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to change your mind. The anointing is not just for the pastor. The anointing is for the people. Only a few, no problem. There's only a few, no problem. But I refuse. Like I told you, I'm having a problem today because I got to be pastor and worshiper at the same time. I refuse to believe that I'm only anointed just simply because I'm the pastor. Y'all don't hear me. I've been anointed to pastor, but I was anointed before pastor because I needed that anointing on a daily basis because I had some yokes I had to destroy. me today I'm trying to tell you today the anointing has an assignment just like oh, can you just give me about 15 20 more minutes just like Elisha saw the anointing on Elijah he understood something that the sons of the prophet didn't understand the sons of the prophet saw the anointed one but the sons of the prophet didn't realize 
that that anointing on Elijah was for Elisha. And when the sons of the prophet tried to distract Elisha, he told them, hold your peace. Because I'm after that anointing. Y'all don't hear me. I told y'all before, you got to serve with an expectation. You got to see that anointing. I don't want to follow anybody without the anointing. I don't care how charismatic you are. I don't care how didactic your delivery. If I can't sense that anointing, there's no freedom in that. I need that anointing. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I need that anointing. I, I, need, I, I, I need that anointing. And I'm going to follow for that anointing. I'm going to follow for that, for that anointing. Elijah has Elisha following him. He put a mantle on him, which is the equivalent of the anointing. Because God told Elijah, consecrate and anoint Elisha to stand in your place as a prophet. I'm trying to tell you something. God's given me an assignment to anoint some ready vessels. He's already ordained this to be so. But the vessel got to be ready. I don't hear anybody. And that's good. Only the ready ones. The vessel has got to be ready. Because this anointing will not be wasted. Oh! Good God, help me. It will... It will not be wasted. Hallelujah. It has an assignment for that vessel that's ready. And as he walked with him from Gilgal to Bethel, as he walked with him from Bethel to Jericho, as he walked with him from Jericho to Jordan, when they got to the shore of the Jordan, Elijah turns around and looks at Elisha and says, Ask of me. Only a few of you getting this. Ask of me what it is you want me to do before I leave. Before I'm taken away, ask me what it is that you want. And Elisha's intention and expectation spoke. You got to have an expectation. If you follow, you got to have an expectation. I don't want your position. <laughs> I, I don't want popularity. <laughs> I don't want your attention. What I want. <sighs> Somebody got it. Oh, <laughs> what I want. Is that anointing, that dunamis power, that transferable element? All I want is that anointing. As a matter of fact, I want double. I want 
twice the relationship you got with God. I want to see God move in my generation. Being that you're about to be taken away, I want God to move twice as much in my generation. I want to feel and know, see, and partake of that true, genuine anointing that destroys, destroys generational curses, that destroys the baggage of my past. I want that burden moving, yoke destroyed, anointing of God. I wanted to liberate my family so they never have to go through this cycle again. I want them to free me so I can free my loved ones, so I can free my co-workers, so I can free my enemies. The anointing. I want the true anointing that comes straight from God, that flows from God to me, to me, through me, in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody give God a shout in this room. That ain't no shout. Anointing, anointing, consecrate me now for your service, Lord, by the power of grace divine, consecrate me, pour it out on me by the power of grace, let me be anointed to serve you, let me be anointed to please you. Let me be anointed to free somebody else. Wow! Sit, sit down, let me finish. Sit down, let me finish. This is important. This is important important for the anointing not only frees you but the anointing is to empower you to free others no 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 hear me hear me David is in the field watching sheep feeding sheep caring for sheep and he has no clue what's going on inside the house in the living room for inside the house in the living room the prophet of Israel has come his name is Isaiah I'm sorry his name is Samuel the prophet of Israel has come Samuel has come into the house of Jesse why? Because there's been a shift and a change. God 
has taken the kingdom away from Saul. Because Saul didn't do it right. In our homes, in our churches, God is making a shift. I'm about to say something that's going to get me in trouble, but it's true. God is making a shift. Because we've been doing stuff the wrong way. If I get in trouble, so be it. But I can't let this go unsaid. We have not been doing church according to God's principles. We have allowed position to pollute our minds. And consequently, the people never progress. Because if the head is polluted, the body is paralyzed. And we have a form of church, but we don't see the power. Hello. We have a form of church, but we don't see the miracles. We have a form of church, but we're still seeing mental illness rage through the, the, the church people. When the Bible said, I will keep them in perfect peace. If their mind is stayed on me. The, the church has a problem because we're seeing an uptick in, in Christian suicide. Hallelujah. We're, we're seeing delusion come into the house of faith. Faith has become delusion. And, and we're, we're, we're looking for stuff that God never said based on the false prophecies of false prophets and prophet tests. Now you don't have to say anything. I'll say it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm big enough to handle this one. But the bottom line is we have been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled. We have been thrown off course. We have been lied to. And the anointing will not fall on deception. The anointing will not rest on a lie. Or a liar. The anointing will not just cohabit with falsity. No, 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 no. You got to be righteous. You got to be holy. I don't hear anybody here. You've got to be surrendered. We've allowed, we've allowed the wrong to, to live on too long. And so God is sending prophecy that I got to change the order of service. I told you a couple of weeks ago that we got to go back and do our first works again. Because the anointing just won't rest on sloppy living. The day of Samson is gone where you can lay with Delilah and still get up and shake yourself and conquer the Philistine. That day is gone. Holiness! I'm going to say it again. Holiness becometh thy house, O God. We got to be a holy gotta live righteous I'm trying to get this through there's no shift 
I'm telling the, the Holy Ghost is there's no shift in holy living. Holy living hasn't changed just because we're in the 21st century. You can't live raucously and still be holy. You can't live sloppily and still be holy. You can't live sinfully and still be holy. You gotta make a difference between the clean and the unclean because the anointing will not rest on the unclean. I gotta go back to first works. You cannot lie and still be holy. You cannot drink and still be holy. You cannot cuss and still be holy. You cannot have sex with somebody who's not your mate and still be holy. I don't hear anybody here. You gotta be holy. You gotta do it God's way because that's the only place the anointing will rest. I don't hear anybody here. I don't hear anybody here. You cannot cohabit with somebody who you're not married to and still be holy. You cannot be a man with a man or a woman with a woman and still be holy. I don't hear anybody here. I don't hear anybody here. You cannot be a thief and still be holy. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to tell you the truth. No, condom, no condemnation, but I want you to know that holiness has its requirements. And if you're ever gonna be anointed, you got to live holy. I know I'm gonna get mad. I'm not gonna, I know I'm gonna hear about this. But the bottom line is if you're gonna tell it, tell it like I said. There's no condemnation, but there is correction. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord told me that Donnie, in order for you to be delivered, you've got to learn how to hate what I hate. Even if it's in you, you've got to be able to hate what I hate, not who I hate, because you don't hate nobody. God loves everybody. But what he hates is ungodliness. What he hates is unrighteousness. What he hates is sin. And you got to learn how to hate what God hates, even if it's in you. Can't make excuses. Can't make excuses. You got to come to the cross and let the blood cleanse you. I don't know how I got off the anointing, but I got to get to the first works. We got to do our first works over again because we're not doing this thing right. We're not doing this thing right. Wait a minute. One other thing that we got to learn how to do is love. Thank you, God. Because a lot of you just got very excited and animated over the negative. That's right, Pastor. That's right, Pastor. 
but you haven't learned the art of love. You haven't learned the art of love. What if people never change? Will you love them just the same? Have we really learned how to love? We need the anointing of love. As pastor, I must point out the things that are righteous. And I must make a difference between the right and the wrong. But the person is still loved by God. And if God has patience and love for the person, then we should have patience and love for the person without condemnation. Elder, I don't know how I just shifted and got on this. If God has patience and love for the person, then we have to have the patience and the love for the person. Even if they're doing wrong, remembering. Remembering. It ain't a, a far-fetched memory. It's a memory that just happened. Because I can remember my wrong. I can remember my days in salacious behavior. I can remember my days in hypocrisy. I can remember, remember, I can remember my day in compromise. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It wasn't but so long ago. I can't even speak too much about it because the Bible says it's a shame to speak of things you did in darkness. But if the anointing destroys the yoke, I've got to have the, the same kind of patience that I wanted people to have with me when my yoke was still intact. God just shifted this thing. I've been in homosexual sin. I've been in heterosexual sin. I've lied. I've done everything that would qualify me for death. And I tell this unashamedly. Unashamedly. I'm preaching what I know. Preaching what I've lived. And I'm preaching how God delivers. You better hear what I'm telling you. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. You got a choice. Either deal with the truth of God's power or find a perfect preacher. And I guarantee you that second part you'll never find. Because everybody got something. But it's only God's anointing that destroys. It's only God's anointing that destroys the yokes. Listen to me, my beloved. The church needs the anointing of God again. 
the anointing of God again. The anointing to be graceful. I, I'm just hearing the Holy Ghost shift this thing. The anointing that Jesus had drawing in the sand. For those of you that don't understand what I mean, the anointing that Jesus had when the woman was found copulating in, in the middle of sexual activity. Not looking through the window, but they break in the house and they are in the height of sexual activity. A woman with a man that's married. I just want to take all of the these and thous off so you can understand the scenario. She is in adultery with a married man in the middle of sexual copulation. Not after she cleaned up, not after she got dressed, in the middle of the act. Why do you keep harping on that? Because I want you to see this, this anointing that Jesus had. And they come in and they grab the woman and they grab her and dislodge the man from her and drag her naked through the street. You're being too graphic, Pastor. No, wake up. Sin is graphic. We're not going to pretty sin. We're not going to pretty sin. We're not going to romanticize sin. Sin is graphic, y'all. He draws her. She's clutching the dirt because these are not just regular people. These are priests. The priests are ready to kill. That's when you know that church has got it wrong. That's when you know the church has got it wrong. When you're ready to kill and not have mercy. He just shifted. And they drag her clutching the ground. She's pulling, she's fighting because she knows that her life is at an end because the law says she's got to be killed immediately. The religious law said she's got to be killed immediately. And they bring her before Jesus because they want to trip Jesus up. Religion wants to change Jesus. If I can't change Jesus, then I'm going to kill Jesus. She lays there quivering, naked, clutching herself, holding herself, hiding her, her exposed area. Hiding her exposed area. That's what sin makes you do, hide your exposed area. That's what religious hypocrisy does. 
hides the exposed area. Rabbi, we caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Trust me, I don't know how this shifted like this, but I'm going to stick with it. We caught this woman in the very act of adultery. That's why she's naked on the ground. But where's the dude? we're supposed to stone both of them religion has a way the law says we should stone her but the anointing is on Jesus and he's still drawing in the sand. The law says we should stone her. Yeah, I know, I know. What do you say? Because if you say no, we're going to kill you. Because you've spoken against the law. And that's really what we want to do. But if we can't kill you, we don't mind her being a casualty. Somebody's going to die because sometimes religion has a bloodlust. Somebody's going to die. We didn't bring these rocks for no reason. These jagged stones are to cause someone's death. And we do it in the name of religion. But the anointing is on Jesus. And he's so anointed that he says, yes, okay, uh, what do I say? I say that you're right. What do I say? That is the law. But I came to really give you a definition of what the law means. <laughs> what, what, what do I say? You trying to catch me? You trying to come for me? Okay. The anointing is so wide. The anointing gives wisdom. And Jesus says, you are right. But let's do it like this. Fellas, let, let's do it like this. Let the one crush her skull. Stone her until she's dead. But the caveat is, let the one who has not sinned at all Cast the first stone. No, you're not, you're not getting this. You're not getting this. Let the one who has not sinned at all. I'm, I'm already an hour over time. Let the one who has not sinned at all cast the first stone. Let the one who has not sinned at all 
cast the stone. Let the one who has not sinned at all be the one to cast the stone. The only one who has not sinned at all is not casting a stone. Are y'all hearing me? He's, he's not killing. He's not condemning. The only one who fits that characteristic has the anointing on him. Hallelujah. Has the anointing on him. For God has anointed him to preach the good news. The anointing has an assignment. An assignment to free you that have no sin. Cast that first stone. I will not stop you. Cast it if you have no sin yourself. Because if you have sin, that sin that you have is worthy of death. It may not be adultery, but whatever level it is, it's worthy of death. For the wages of And if you have sin, you are worthy and deserving of death. And no matter how many priests were there with stones, every one of them had And walk away and leave their stones there and no blood shed, no satisfaction for their lust. And then Jesus goes over to a quivering naked woman and says because as I told you before they were all rabbis and Jesus is a rabbi too and when you are in sin they all look alike daughter no, I, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to know, where are your accusers? <laughs> Pay attention to me. Where, sweetheart, um, you're expecting death, but have you looked around? Where, where are your accusers, girl? looks up all the rocks are here they're walking away in the distance there are none there, there are none here to accuse me and the only one anointed to preach the good news for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he hath anointed me to preach the good news. And he, in love, he doesn't qualify or he doesn't excuse the wrong. But he loves the sinner. And he says, baby, Neither do I accuse you. That anointing 
freed her. And then he tells her something at her freedom. And I must end here. He says, baby, neither do I accuse you. Now that love, the anointing of love, has pardoned you. Go. Get up, girl. Get up, get up. Get up. This anointing is for you. Go, get up, get up, get up. This anointing is to free you. This anointing is to encourage you. This anointing is to make you whole. This anointing is to give you a new look on life. This anointing is to set you at a place where you never have to go back again. Go. Sin like this no more. I know it's not written, but you better believe she never sinned like that again. Because that anointing of love. You better believe that anointing of love made her whole destroyed her adulterous yoke and put her on a new path. Uh, I gotta stop. For the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. I, I, I got, I, I have to stop. When I think about what God has done in me and what he's still doing, I thank him for the anointing. If there's anyone in this room right now, everyone's standing, for there is an anointing that is specifically for you. Specifically for you. You blessed and beloved people of God. There's an anointing for you to take home with you. There's an anointing that will make sure that you never go back into the cycle of sin again and that the sin that was passed on to you from your forefathers would never be utilized again ever again the yoke is destroyed God has given you a new day he's empowered you and now that anointing that flowed to you will flow through you to free someone else generations will carry the blessings of the Lord. Listen, just as easy as it was for you to carry the curse, just as easy as it was for you to carry the curse of diabetes, the curse of cancer, the cells that may be in your body passed on from your mom and your dad, the curse of lupus, the curse, I'm trying to talk to you all here. 
just as easy as it was for you to carry the curse of violence and anger because it was passed on from your dad, from your mom, just as easy it was for you to carry the curse of fear, the yoke of fear, the yoke of insecurity, and it was passed down from generation to generation. Now you're going to find the ease of passing down the generational blessings. Uh, that's just a hand clap. There should be some excitement in this room. If there's anyone here that says, hey, Pastor Donnie, I, 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 I want that anointing to destroy the yoke of addiction or, or the yoke of my vice, the yoke of sin, the yoke over, that's over my life, the yoke of fear and, and anger. I want that anointing to free me so I can live saved and stop repeating this sin over again. And I, I, want this, I want this yoke destroyed. Today I want to give my life to Jesus. Today I want God to emancipate me. Whether you're in this room or watching online, if that is you and you say, can I be, will I be, shall I be delivered and saved? Yes, you can. Yes, you will be. Yes, you shall be. In the mighty name of Jesus. If that is you and you say, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to the beautiful Savior. Hallelujah. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. that is you and you say I want to give my life to the Lord when I count to three just throw your hand up right where you are and don't let anybody stop you or any thought stop you for Christ is calling you and the anointing of love is in this room one two three throw that hand up throw it up throw it up throw it up if it is you hallelujah God sees that hand hallelujah throw it up throw it up throw it up God sees those hands in the name of Jesus to any one of you that's in that's watching online if you want to give your life back to the Lord want to come to the Lord then pray with us everyone raise your hands together for the three people that are in this room that raise your hand and for those that are watching online we're going to all pray together everyone out of a sincere heart say Lord Jesus save me forgive me let your anointing destroy this yoke over my life. I come to you for your love, for your salvation. I follow you and give you my life for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me. I denounce all sin 
even if it's in me. And I accept you, Jesus, as my Savior. By your grace, through my faith in you, my life is yours. By your grace, through my faith in you, today I am forgiven. Today I am saved. I am your child. I cancel the works of the enemy over everyone that prayed that prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command by the grace of God that every man, woman, boy, and girl that prayed this to rise up and the anointing of God destroy every yoke over their life. I pray this to the glory of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every glad heart, give God a great praise right now. Give God a great praise right now.